Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Being our Monday into Tuesday show here on the Overnight Crowd, we're lucky enough once again to be joined by SENSA and Sandful broadcaster Paul Bonzer. Bonds, thanks for joining us and how are you tonight? Uh, very good, Jen. Uh, very good. Another Monday night. Looking forward to speaking to you, of course. That's a highlight of your day. You don't have to say it. I just know that that's true. <laughs> um, let's get straight into it. AFL, um, look, the two sides for, for South Australia, Adelaide Crows, they were right in that contest, a heartbreaker realistically for the Crows. Let's start with them. What's the takeouts from that game? Yeah, look, it was positive signs, I think, for the Adelaide fans and and probably the coaching staff as well. While I'm sure a lot of people don't like the word honourable loss or the words honourable loss, uh, that's exactly what it was. Um, so they went down to Collingwood by five points. Uh, Rory Laird set an AFL record for the most tackles in the game. 20 tackles he laid uh, to go along with his 31 disposals, which is, yeah, just incredible. I wonder if he's woken up a little bit sore from that, a little bit bruised, but, uh, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> An incredible effort from, from Rory Laird. And as you said, no, not, people don't tend to like the term honourable loss, but it was one of those. However, for Adelaide, I guess the season itself now, you start to look at what can you get out of the following five rounds and what do you think Adelaide Crows fans would be wanting to see more of for the next uh, for the back end of the season? You, you just want to see continued development from some of their young players, especially their guys down back like Jordan Butts and uh, Nick Murray. Um, you, you need to see the continued development of those guys. Maybe Ned McHenry and, and Lockie Murphy up forward. You want to see see them. And, and maybe there's a, a, a young Indigenous kid running around in a sample called Tariq Newchurch. We haven't seen him yet. He hasn't played a game. Um, but he is very, very, very exciting prospect, and maybe he might slip in a game before the end of the year. So uh, keep an eye out for that name, Tariq Newchurch. Newchurch, okay. Now, I guess without um, – we're just trying to pick your brain a little bit here. For Adelaide, two wins mm. equals last season's Hall of Wins. So I would assume looking at the run home, eyeing off matches against West Coast Eagles and North Melbourne to equal that. What's the balance you find between getting potentially – a handful of games into someone like Newchurch versus eyeing off making sure you equal last season's win tally? What's more important in your eyes? Uh, for the coach, uh, the win tally is fairly important. Um, for the club, I don't think I don't think it's important at all. Um, they need to get as many games into their kids as possible uh, without, you know, completely throwing... Uh, and and that, we're seeing that a little bit with, with Matt Crouch playing it. Uh, sample footy. So it looks like the club's given up on Matt Crouch and they want to develop the likes of uh, Barry 
uh, and Schoenberg through the middle. So Matt Crouch is playing sample, regardless of how many touches he gets. Um, so I think that's, you know, they're on the right path as far as that goes. I'm not sure about the depth of their list completely, but uh, yeah, I, I certainly think that's the approach they've got to take for the remaining games of the season. Yeah, I think that makes sense to me. And it is a delicate balance. It's easy for us armchair experts to sit there and debate yeah. it. But um, yeah, I think you've you've nailed that there. What about um, Port Adelaide? They went up to Alice Springs to Traeger Park, taking on the Melbourne Demons, who whilst maybe no longer the lock of definitive back-to-back premierships as they once were during the early stages of the season, still the top two and, and a big contender to go up against. How did you think Port Adelaide went in that game? Obviously, a loss by 14. Yeah, we've seen a little bit of this from Port Adelaide uh, this year where they just have lapses during games and allow teams to kick you know, back-to-back goals and, and in the end, it hurts them. They're, chasing, they're playing catch-up footy for most of the day. So, uh, And we saw that again against Melbourne. Um, just... A, you know, I think we can't talk about this game without talking about Cosie Pickett and his amazing performance. Uh, he was unbelievable for Melbourne. Um, speaking of South Australian products, he was played for the Woodville West Rams Football Club. I saw Cosie Pickett uh, in a prelim final here in the under-18s where he tackled a guy and the guy, I don't, I'm not sure if he's still alive, but he, <laughs> he tackled him that hard. The whole crowd just went, oh, like you could just feel it all over the ground. And that was my first glimpse of Cosy Pickett. And I went, who is this? Who is that kid? And, uh, yeah, now he's starring for Melbourne. But, but Port, Port were, again, they were, they were, you know, solid. They were competitive. But now they're one game out of the eight plus percentage. And they have Geelong, Collingwood and Richmond coming up uh, over the next few games. So it's a, I, I think their run for the finals is now done. It was one of those moments where I felt the door was left ajar for them when Richmond lost to North Melbourne by the four on the Saturday. They just didn't capitalise on Sunday. It was always going to be a tough ask against Melbourne, but if there was ever a day to do it, it was then. Yeah, and a neutral neutral venue as well. But uh, in the end, Cosby Pickett was the difference. Yeah, he was was absolutely fantastic. All right, let's uh, shake it around and get head across to Sandfall because – there's, it's getting tight in that ladder. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it's really tight again. Well, um, it is, and uh, it's closing up. It's going to be a fantastic finish to the sample season. There are three teams equal top, and that's Glenelg, North, and Adelaide. Adelaide beat North Adelaide to draw equal with wins. Uh, Sturt and Nord, uh, nine wins apiece, and they both had... Very close victories. They probably both should have lost their games, but somehow got across the line um, in the last few minutes. And then the Eagles dropped the game to Glenelg. They didn't keep going in their first half, the Eagles, the back-to-back premiers. So uh, they're sitting in sixth position, just out of the top five with eight wins. So there's only two games between sixth and top. Uh, and it's yeah, they all sort of play each other over the last four, four or five rounds. So... Um, yeah, really looking forward to the end of the season. And I cannot, I, we don't know who's going to finish where and we don't know who's going to make the five still. Do you have a prediction looking at the five at the moment? Adelaide, North Adelaide, Glenelg, Nord, Sturt. Do you think that will be the five that remains or are you predicting a shift? Um, I, look, I, I, the Eagles have been very up and down. They've had some injuries. I still think they're good enough to, to make the five. 
So who drops out, I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I think uh, North Adelaide and Glenelg are certainly after that. Um, yeah, not sure. Um, so I'll sit on the fence. <laughs> we're very good at doing that. Now, um, one of the biggest stories across the weekend has to be Cam Smith at the golf. Um, are you interested in the golf? Are you interested purely because there was an Australian? Did you get up and watch it? What did you think? I I am very interested in the and I'm regretting not uh, having a little wager on Cam Smith because <laughs> I saw him at twenty one dollars and I thought that's not a bad bet for Cam Smith. But uh, anyway, I didn't do that. But uh, he was unbelievable. He's back nine. He went. He came back in uh, in thirty. He went on a run of five birdies to hit the lead, and then also birdied eighteen to win by one shot. 20 under. Um, he wins a lazy 3.7 mil, uh, um, which isn't too bad. And the first Aussie to win the Open since 1993, of course, Greg Norman doing it back then. So fantastic for uh, Cam Smith and such a humble man. Yeah, I and, agree. Uh, I'm sure he's going Yeah, yeah. He's, he, like, we love the mullet. We love the little, little mo. Uh, we love the penguin shirt. Like the old school penguin shirt, um, it's yeah, fantastic. You know, the, even after the uh, the press conference and and you know, stating, "Oh, I'm going to see how many beers I can fit in this claret jug." You know, that's just so Aussie, yep. which is fantastic, and that's why people love him. There was... um, and a bit of a negative, it's a bit of a, a bit of a, I guess, um, what I want to do a, a slap on the wrist or. A, just a big negative for the reporter that asked him about whether he's going to join the live tour or not, which, uh, yeah, right. There's a, there's a time and a place and that wasn't a place. So yeah. Do you know what a couple, couple of shame. It was, shame on you. It was reporter. a shame to just really bring it down. I thought he handled it pretty well by almost just being like, mate, are you serious? He did. Um, but a couple yeah, of things right. I agree with you that I really like. I, I too, I think I'm a merchandiser's, dream because I've been watching Cam Smith more and more recently and then across the yeah. open I literally was like I want that golf shirt I want I want the penguin yeah <laughs> and yeah. you just brought it yeah. up which makes the me laugh like you're the same you got drawn you can see it as well we both get stuck by the stickers and stuff so I was like hello penguin I want you <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I'm, a, I'm a marketer's dream I am one of those people that such and such changes cricket bat sponsors and I'm like hey They've changed. <laughs> so it's it. not at all important in the way the world works, but I notice it. So <laughs> but, Very yeah, important, Jen. It's very important. It is. But I loved him. I loved the way he went about it and just the how calm he was and just so consistent across the four days with the way he played. And I think he actually mentioned that he felt that he hit it the same and he was very consistent across the days. And it was so cool to see him hunt down Rory McIlroy yeah. and then just get in front. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. Probably my moment of the weekend and I think plenty of other people's moment of the weekend. Jack White, tell me what that name means and what we need to know about this young man. Well, for Australian basketball, it means a lot. It's another player playing in the NBA. He, start, he signed a two-way contract with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, well, it's reported that he's going to sign. I'm not sure if he's officially signed yet, but... Uh, a two-way deal. So the two-way deal, for people who don't know, a two-way contract in the NBA means that he will play in the G League for the Denver Nuggets and he can play a minimum of 45 days with the actual Denver Nuggets. So he'll, he'll play basically as a, 
as a signed-on reserve, um, and he'll play in the G League, and and each team can have two of those. So it's fantastic for him, fantastic for the uh, for Australian basketball that once again a product of the NBL is going to play in the NBA. So and, you know, any injury or anything that happens, which will happen to the Denver Nuggets, he'll get pulled up into the main squad. And um, just uh, a little paycheck too. The minimum contract for a two-way contract is around about $500,000. Oh, excellent work. I was loving it before I knew that. Now I'm super stoked for him. (laughs) Bonds, you're very into your NBL. Um, Does it fill you with pride that our domestic competition is developing players and also getting the interest domestic, well, internationally in in what is renowned as the the best competition in in the world when it comes to basketball? Does it fill you with pride that we're continuing to put Aussies over there that that can compete and perform and have impact? Yeah, it does. And and players are now seeing the NBL as a stepping stone to the NBA. So it's no longer, um, I guess, a league that's just seen, uh, you know, they speak English and they play some basketball. It's actually now become a bit of a feeder uh, competition for young players or even players who maybe missed the draft have come down to Australia and are trying to get back into the NBA. Sorry, And there's there's numerous players. Uh, Torrey Craig for the Nuggets. There's uh, obviously Josh Giddy, the next stars. And there's Marnie Deng, who got picked up this year at uh, number 11 in the draft. So there's... It's just a constant flow of players going from the NBL to the NBA, which is great for our competition. It brings more, uh, better talent to this country to put, to play in our competition, which uh, it can only mean good things for the NBL. Yeah, it's great to see it, isn't it? Bonds, uh, thank you for your time tonight. We might leave it there and catch up again this time next week. Thanks, Ben. Catch soon. Paul Bonzer from SENSA. You can, of course, catch him on the Sandful coverage across the weekend as well, so make sure you're tuning in there. Um, but get in touch. Have your say here on the Overnight Crowd. You know the numbers, one 736 736 and the text line 0433 16. I'll be back with you in just a moment. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.